Hello, everyone. This is Victor Jackson. Welcome to the Bible Centered Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Bible Centered with Victor Jackson. Uh, what a privilege it is to have the opportunity to share the Word of God with you. And I hope you had an amazing weekend. Uh, God has been doing uh, tremendous things in, in the kingdom of God. And we pray that you have had uh, a blessed weekend. Um, we are going to be continuing our, our series on the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, I understand that there are some people that are out of work and um, some people that are uh, on vacation uh, because of the holidays. Um, so this week, I, I just want to give you some inspiration and uh, going to be continuing on the podcast this week uh, with different inspirational messages. Uh, but I'm going to be continuing our series on Matthew uh, next week. But I do want to still speak to you uh, Tuesday through Friday at 6 a.m. Uh, this week on different things that God has uh, put on my heart. And so I want to read to you from the book of Genesis chapter 29. Genesis chapter 29, the Bible says, And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, Genesis chapter 29, verse 31, And when the Lord, Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she says, surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, now this time will my husband be joined unto me because I have borne them three sons, therefore was his name called Levi. Last scripture, verse 35. And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing. I want to talk to you uh, on the subject, uh, unexpected praise. Unexpected praise. What I love about God is God's willingness to use things that we do not understand. I, I love God's willingness and intentionality and using things that we can't comprehend. He does these things because he knows the places that he's going to get glory. He knows the places that the unexpected places that he's going to get glory. He'll do it with nothing. 
the Bible says that he created the world from nothing, from the void. No, no one sees anything good coming out of nothing. But God brought many good things out of the nothingness of the void. No one expects anything good to come out of darkness, yet he work, makes the world out of darkness. No one expects anything good to come out of chaos, yet he makes the world out of chaos. That means when we are feel like nothing, when we are in darkness or when our lives are in chaos, God can still bring his glory out of it. He even does it whenever he makes man. He paces back and forth throughout the whole earth looking for potential, passes the lilacs, the lilies, the dandelions, the tulips, passes the oak trees, the sequoias, and he stumbles upon a piece of dirt. And out of something unexpected, he created a masterpiece. He likes getting glory out of unexpected things, unexpected people. And he did it with Noah. He did it with Abraham. He did it with Jacob. He did it with Sarah. He did it with so many unexpected people. God likes getting glory in things that we don't think that he can get glory out of. And so even with Hagar, this is something powerful that uh, people don't consider in the life of Hagar whenever she was running away from Sarah. Hagar never prayed a prayer, but while she was running from Sarah, the angel visited her and said, I want you to call your child Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your affliction. Hagar never prayed, but her pain prayed on her behalf. Whenever she couldn't utter a word, didn't know what to call God, the Bible says that the Lord has heard your affliction. Affliction has a voice. Pain has a voice. Trauma has a voice. And when we cannot form the visible words, our tears speak. Our tears talk. When we cannot form the words because our pain is so deep, our hurt speaks up on our behalf. The Lord hath heard your affliction. When we cannot come poetically and masterfully to God and really pray like we want, somehow there's a groaning which cannot be uttered by the spirit and the spirit makes intercession on our behalf. Isn't that powerful? And so what we have to understand is that God uses unexpected things to get glory out of. And if he can do it in Hagar's pain and said, I've heard your affliction, your pain is communicating to me. Can I encourage somebody listening right now? Your pain is communicating to God. When you don't have the strength to pray like you want, he sees you in the fetal position weeping and crying, and he says, your situation is speaking to me. And God says, I'm going to intervene, and God intervened in Hagar's life. On the same note, I want to talk about the life of Leah. Because 
her life really speaks volumes into the grace and the kindness and the love that God has. The Bible says that she was a tool of deception used by Laban. Jacob worked years to marry Rachel, but but Laban tricked Jacob, put a veil over Leah, and J- Jacob woke up and see that he accidentally married Leah. The Bible says that Rachel was beautiful, but Leah was tender-eyed. Now, I don't know exactly what tender-eyed means. There's so many translations, so many uh, Hebrew definitions that you can get into, but uh, suffice it to say, it must be the opposite of beautiful. Um, I don't think anyone had in their pursuit uh, to marry uh, someone tender-eyed during this time. But the Bible says that Jacob loved Rachel and he rejected Leah. Leah was a victim of her father's tactics. She didn't sign up to live a life of rejection. When she thought of marriage, she didn't think of of being neglected by her husband and 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 her her husband also marrying her sister no no one starts out life looking for that type of pain but the bible says that leah was hated and when the lord saw this is what it says verse 31 And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. She didn't pray for her womb to be open, but how she was treated opened a door for her. Who am I ministering to right now that has been treated wrong? And God says, when I'm seeing how you're treated, I'm going to open something for you. I'm going to open a door into effectiveness, open a door into fruit open a door into blessing. Not because of how great you prayed and fasted and studied and all those things are important, but because I see how you're treated, I'm not going to let you be treated that way and me not opening up a door of blessing for you. When he saw that she was hated, when he saw that she was rejected, when he saw how they were treating her, God said, I'm going to intervene and I'm going to open your womb. And Rachel was barren. The question is, would you rather be hated and fruitful or beautiful and barren? Would you rather be hated and be effective or be loved and ineffective? That's a question that only you can answer. That's a difficult question. I don't believe there's any easy answers to that. I think that's difficult. But isn't it like that in life? Isn't it like that in life where you have to choose? Am I loved, but I'm not in my purpose? Or am I hated, but I'm walking in my destiny? I told someone a long time ago, I had said, listen, you, you can hate me if you want. And you can judge me if you want. But judge me while I'm walking in my anointing. Judge me while I'm living out my purpose. I'd rather you be judge me doing the things of God 
than me not do the things of God. I remember several years ago, I was doing whatever I could to uh, uh, to just be a be a peacemaker, and I mean, I'm toning myself down big time to uh, try to, you know, sustain friendships and gain friendships, and, and no matter what I did, th- there were people that just didn't like me. I would stay up till three o'clock in the morning counseling with them. I'm giving, sending them money, spending time with their kids, spending time doing whatever I can to be a a godly Christian and loving and things like that. Toning myself down, I'm not not sharing any accomplishments, not sharing any achievements. You know, self depreciating, uh, not even sharing testimonies. I don't want anybody to get offended. I don't want anybody to get jealous. I don't want anybody to get envious. So I was toning myself down big time. Just for these people to still not like me. And I remember, this was several years ago, God spoke to me, he said, Victor, if they still hate the 40% you, why not give them 100%? I was like, you know what? That's a great, that's a great point. If 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 the forty percent version of me is still hated, well, I might as well just be me a hundred percent. And that's difficult, guys. That that's a those are difficult decisions to make, right? Because we are creatures of society, creatures of of community, creatures of connection, right? Uh. But there was a reason that John the Baptist had to stay in the desert until the day of his showing. That there, there was a reason because somehow when, you, when, when you're influenced by another world, when you're influenced by the heavenly, uh, by the spirit, you're, you're not always going to fit in with everything that's going on in the world. You're not going to fit in with culture. It's going to be different. The desert's most likely going to be your home. <laughs> Amen. When when you're not uh walking according to culture. Like forgiveness, me standing for forgiveness. People don't like my stands for forgiveness or for love sometimes. Uh but you know, hey, it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. But when he saw that she was hated, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. And so Leah conceived, and she bare a son, and called him Reuben. For surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. So Reuben's name means to see. She conceived again and bare a son, and said, The Lord hath heard that I was hated. Simeon means to hear. She has that son. Then she has a son named Levi, and says, Now my husband will be joined unto me. Now, notice that she's trying to use these blessings to get uh, some type of physical gratification, something in this world to see, to hear, and to touch, to be joined. And these three things, she's trying to use her blessings to cultivate an appreciation and an acceptance in, in time with her, with her husband. And she was in the natural and she was b- being discouraged by what was happening in the natural. And 
She has the third son, Levi. Now, this is powerful to me because, because Rachel's sons, Joseph and Benjamin, you got to hear this. I, listen, I love the word of God. The word, it's, 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 it's a fabric. It's, it's interwoven. It's beautiful. Because Rachel's son, Joseph, would get the children of Israel into Egypt. But Leah's uh, sons out of Levi would get them out of Egypt. Moses came from the tribe of Levi. Moses came out of Leah's womb. Moses came out of a hated vessel. Moses is a descendant of Leah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Joseph got them into Egypt because he had the keys to the storehouse, but Moses got them out of Egypt. Joseph got them in, Levi got them out. Ah, uh, out of a hated vessel. Remember? Joseph goes second in command to Pharaoh. They call him Zephneph Paneah. The Lord hears and he speaks. He saves them, brings them into the best of the land in Goshen in Egypt. But it's in Egypt for 430 years. They become captives. And so God raises up someone out of the tribe of Levi to go and deliver the children of Israel out of bondage. Moses came out of a hated vessel. You can, you can hate Leah, but when you need deliverance, that's who you call. You can hate Leah, but when you need the Ten Commandments, that's who you call. You can hate Leah, but when you need the Red Sea to be parted, that's who you call. You can hate Leah, but when you need plagues to stifle the enemy, what comes out of that hated vessel, that's what you need. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to you. Out of Rachel will come dreams, but deliverance will come out of Leah. Who am I talking to right now? Woo. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm talking to somebody right now. Out of Rachel came the dreams. But out of Leah came discipline. And a dream without discipline will always be a dream. You can hate her, but you need her. <laughs> See, out of Levi came the priest. God said, I want someone, one person that's qualified to enter into my presence. I need a high priest. Which tribe should I use? Let me go to that hated vessel, Leah. Out of Levi will come the high priest that enter into the glory. Out of Levi will come Moses the deliverer. Come on, somebody. Out of Levi. Out of Levi will come the commandments. Out of Levi will come the construction of the tabernacle. Out of Levi, they're going to carry the holy things. Where does Levi come from? A hated vessel. Leah, 
someone that was rejected, someone that was neglected, someone that was cast aside and put away, someone that was a victim of circumstances. God said, I'm going to open your womb and you're going to bless the world from what comes out of Levi. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? You, 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 you don't have to like Leah, but ooh, when you need them waters parted, that's who you call. Leah can agitate you with those tender eyes. But when you need a miracle, that's who you call. It's unexpected that something so great could come out of someone so broken someone so hurt, someone so so neglected and rejected that something so powerful could come out of a woman like that. But but she's focused on her natural senses, the, to see, to hear, and to touch. But she saw that she wasn't being satisfied by the things that were happening in time, so it pushed her into an unexpected place. It pushed her into having a child named Judah, for she said, now I will praise the Lord. She said, now I'm not living for what I see, what I hear, what I touch. Now I'm living to praise the Lord. Unexpected praise. Out of Judah would come the Messiah. Out of Judah would come Jesus Christ. Out of Judah would come kings. You can hate Leah all you want, but royalty is coming out of her. You can despise Leah all you want, but there's a Messiah. There's a Savior that's coming out of her. There was an unexpected praise that came out of a vessel that was hurt. I'm talking to someone listening right now that has gone through tragedy, that has gone through trauma. The holidays are tough for you because you lost someone during the holidays. You, you lost people in the past, a father, a mother, a child, a grandson a grandfather. This is a time of loss for you, but I'm telling you out of your loss, out of your pain, out of your hell, I'm telling you royalty can come out of this. I'm telling you joy could come out of this. I'm telling you that anointing could come out of this. An unexpected praise could come out of this. I just want you to learn to praise God while you're in your situation. You've got to learn how to praise him in the ups and the downs. You've got to learn how to praise him when you're on the mountain and when you're in the valley. You've got to learn how to praise him and don't let your praise be predicated on what's going on in your life. You've got to learn to be thankful for the small things. You've got to learn to be grateful that you have breath in your body. You've got to learn to be grateful for your spouse and for your kids. Thank Thank God that you that you can walk today. Thank God that you that you can eat today. Thank God you can breathe. Thank God that 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 the blood is coursing through your body properly. That God is have, helping your heart to function. Thank God. And life's ups and downs. And life's ups and downs. You you you, you ought to praise him. With Leah, she stopped being function, 
stopped thinking of the temporal and started thinking on the eternal. She stopped thinking on what's in time and started thinking on what's e eternal. She said, I'm never going to be accepted. It's not going to happen. But you know what? I'm going to praise the Lord. I am going to praise the Lord. I am going to be grateful. The kings came out of Leah. Woo! Out of Leah came Moses who delivered them from Egypt. Out of Leah, ah, out of Leah came the Messiah who delivered them from sin. Even Matthew's gospel, who we're going to get back into next week, even Matthew's gospel, they call him Levi. Woo! Powerful, powerful, powerful. I love it. I thank God for the word. You got to learn to praise him. You have something to be grateful for, something to be thankful for. And it's crazy. It's an unexpected praise because my conditions is telling me that I shouldn't praise God right now. I'm rejected. I've been through suffering. I've been through loss. You, you, you've gone through rape. You've gone through molestation. You've gone through abuse. You've gone through harm. You've gone through heartache. Everything is telling me that, that praise can't be born in this situation. But while I'm in it, I'm going to praise him. It's arising out of an unexpected place. Come on, somebody. Praise is coming out of a place of, of brokenness. i am still got something to be grateful and to be thankful for. And when Jacob was about to die, he said, don't bury me. Don't bury me with, with the beautiful. Bury me. Bury me with that tender-eyed girl. Come on, somebody. Ooh. She may not look pretty, but she has a purpose. You may not like my praise. It may not look pretty. It may not look good. You may not know how to dance before the Lord. One thing that God has never gifted Victor Jackson with is he's never gifted me with rhythm. I don't have any rhythm. Amen. But I got a praise on. I got a praise in me. It may not look good. You might laugh at me when you see it, but it gets the job done. Jacob said, don't bury me with Rachel. Bury me with Leah because I see what I missed out on. Come on, somebody. I see, I see that God was using her. And when Rachel had her second child, she tried to call him Benoni, which means bitterness. Ah, beautiful and bitter. That's not good. That's not good. But Jacob said, no, I'm going to name him ben Benjamin, the son of my right hand. Ah, he said, I don't want to be buried with anything bitter. Bury me with something better. Because Leah never got bitter. Why? Because she went into praise. She never got bitter because she went into worship. She said, I've got something to be grateful for. I've got something to praise him for. And look at your life right now with everything that you've endured, with everything you've gone through. I am believing God for an unexpected praise to arise out of you today. Whew, that you can praise him for the small things 
And this is a place where praise can be born. Even out of the hate, praise can be born. Nobody wants to be hated, but praise was born in a hated place. Come on, somebody. And where you are in your life right now, God is wanting to use it to cultivate a praise in your life that is going to pave a way for your family and pave your way, pave the way for the next generation. There's an unexpected praise coming out of this. I thank God for his word. I thank God for his word. God is good. Praise him today. Praise him in advance. Because something good is coming your way. Out of Leah came the deliverer from Egypt and the deliverer from sin. It didn't come out of something beautiful. It came out of something hated. God is going to be glorified in your life and it's going to be unexpected. No one expects anything great to happen, but I'm telling you, something great's about to happen. Thank you for joining us. I'm looking forward to speaking more with you. I'll be here tomorrow at the same time. Share this podcast. I pray it's been a blessing to you. God bless. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for more information, you can follow my social media page, Victor M. Jackson, or you can come visit us in Orlando, Florida at Bible Center of Orlando. Thank you for joining us. God bless.